You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than NICE, the global leader in cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete cloud CX solution. With NICE's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but NICE is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With NICE and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey guys, before we start today's game, we just have a special message from today's host. It's Dan Lumberg, who you've heard on the show many times before, but he has a special announcement today. Hey, yeah, I'm, um, I've talked about it before on the show. I um, am a board game designer, and I do have a um, complete game that is out right now on our Etsy store. The game is called Kado. It's, um, it's about Japanese flower arrangement. It's, it's a fun game. Go check it out over at um, the Etsy store for Twice Alive Games. Twice Alive Games at, the, um, at Etsy. Very cool. And off to the game. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Matt's already yawning. Matt is yawning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't, even, didn't even get the uh, tagline out. You're already tired. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's almost nap time. I, it's, it's, it's only almost, two in the morning. It's almost 300 episodes of your BS. We're all tired. Oh, rude. I'm just kidding. So, Je- That's Jeff, it. you just got back from Alice Cooper's favorite city or one of his favorite cities that we've learned. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Oh, is it? Well, from Wayne's World. Ah. Yeah. Gotcha. We'll pronounce Milwaukee. Milwaukee is correct. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so you got back from Milwaukee. How was that? Uh, fine. That's just have some work-related stuff up in Milwaukee, so... Quote We're unquote. up there. No, it, it is work-related. Selling uh, bootleg triviality tapes <laughs> from the back of the trunk. <laughs> a little uh, little behind the scenes here. We're recording on uh, September 14th, I believe today is. That is correct. And uh, I just want to send my condolences out to Jeff uh, on the passing of Jean-Luc Godard, because I know he was a big fan. His favorite filmmaker of all I time. I thought he'd been dead for 30 years, to be honest with you. I was... Breathless. No idea that he was alive. I was devastated because I learned he existed and then died within two days. (laughs) (laughs) Matt's just going to get things thrown at him from every film school. He was 93, I believe, something like that. Very old, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was gone. It took took an entire 93 years of his life to sink his voice to his mouth. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, just, that's just a really deep cut. But Well, we have a podcast to do, right? We do have a podcast to do, and, and what better way to do a podcast than inviting another podcaster, uh, one that it's we all... podcast with us on our podcast. Exactly. How many times can we say podcast? Someone we know and we love. Uh, he's a savage superstar on Patreon. Uh, he's Mark Marin. Mark oh, Marin. He's no. coming to us from the Tar Heel State, uh, but more so than being a, a great podcaster from the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, our friend Dan Lumberg. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great, and like you said, from the uh, Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast and um, from Locust, North Carolina, having a having a, having a good day today. So good. I'm looking forward to really re- to recording with you all tonight and having a. I should. This game should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. We are too. Yeah. yeah, we can't wait. And uh, we know you've been recording a ton this week, so we appreciate you giving us some time. Uh, and for everyone out there who uh, enjoys when we talk about footy, um, I will say maybe you and uh, and Matt and maybe Eric from the Benchwarmers uh, have adopted the sport uh, more so than anyone else. So it's always nice to talk to you about it. And uh, your team won last year, so congrats on that. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't quite make it out this year though, unfortunately. But that's that's okay. I got to see him win. I got to see him win a, a flag once. So there you go. That's footy. That's what they say, right? That's what they say. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, well, uh, we appreciate you writing the game for us today. Uh, we're going to be just us four. So what are the teams, Ken? I'm going to team up with Matt since we're notoriously bad together. Okay. But we're going to prove it today that we're good. All right. So Jeff and I will be together. And uh, I was just starting the new season of Cobra Kai. And I told Jeff, I said, what would the um, less intimidating version of cobra kai be and that's what we'll be today and what did you say jeff uh i believe we came up with the snail society because kai means society or, or association or association, association yeah. in japanese okay. so, so we'll be the snail society all right in that case we'll be the crane kick to the throat a little more aggressive oh <laughs> strike a different snails? direction what'd you say snail society? Snails. snail society do snails have throats could you say i don't know I don't. what they have well we're gonna crane kick the snail wherever its head meets its body and then you're gonna throw some salt on us and it'll just be lights out yep Okay. So let's get the rules so we can know how to play the game, because I forgot, frankly. And let's hear it from uh, the Patrick Warburton impersonator, shall we? Oh, good callback, yeah. Rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds, worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated. Have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points in five categorized questions. End of the game. Someone will be named the cream of the crop. Oh yeah, it's all coming together. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Thank you once again to Casey Kelly for that uh, hilarious impression and the rules. Yeah, and uh, we're ready to play. So Snail Society versus Crane Kick to the Throat. Uh, Dan, I have something special for you from the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, the best sports podcast uh, that also deals with trivia around. And in honor of that, um, there's only one person, I think, in all of the sports world that gets everyone so hyped that they're just ready to play, ready to win. Um, And it might be one of the most rousing uh, speeches I've ever heard in my life. And this is for you to start the game, Dan, and for everyone listening at home. Broncos country, let's ride. All right. There you go. So let's ride. Is that our... uh... Today's going to be Broncos country. Let's ride. All right. Well, let's ride on this game then. Start off with question number one in the category of, well, it's not so fun for the bull. The sport of bullfighting is a familiar backdrop in many of Ernest Hemingway's works. 
Which semi-autobiographical work follows a group of friends from Paris to Pamplona to witness the fabled running of the bulls? Are we good, Matt? Are you good? I feel good. I don't know. Okay, well, I don't have anything to add, so we can lock in. As Matt says, draped in a red blanket. Jeff? Um, is this The Sun Also Rises? I think so. That sounds right. I can't remember. I always mix up whatever one he was an ambulance driver in and then the bullfighting one. But I feel like the cover has the sun rising and there there might be like a bull. On the, I'm thinking of like the 1970s I don't cover. know about the bull, but I, it's, it's the first one that I was thinking of. Um, so I'm happy to go with it. Okay, that's what we'll go with. I believe the one with the bull was uh, Death in the Afternoon. Well, Death in the Afternoon does center around bullfighting. However, the one where they're going from Paris to Pamplona is The Sun Also Rises. That's a bunch of bull in itself. Right <laughs> so which is the one where he's the ambulance driver? For whom the know. bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. I mean, Thank it, you. Yes. I was going to say, if it's if, it, if, if it's really bad, it might be the fair, Farewell to Arms. Mm. Because, uh, guys, Actually, I, mean, I think it is Farewell to Arms, now that you say it. Mm, okay. okay. I mean, it'd be bad if you lost your arms. You'd be needing to be in the ambulance. But I think you're, yeah, good good joke, but I think you're also correct. Either way. <laughs> if you can't be right, be funny, and if you can be both, well, all right. That's our on our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to question number two in the category of ho. In a 1985 TV cartoon series, which legendary leader and hero wields the Sword of Omens? I forgot his name, but I know what he's from. I'm fine with that. Okay, I think we got a line on this one, so we're going to lock in. He's playing when I was okay. in a restaurant the other day. Mm. Is that uh, this is... He-Man? No, the the Ho is uh, Thundercats. Oh, so you can't remember Which his one? name? I know Chitara, who is a lady Thundercat. It's not Pantera. That's a band. Oh, that's probably right. Oh, that's a band. Is it a Thundercat? No, I, too? I think that I think it's a Thundercat. Oh, okay, we can go with that if you think it's right. I was I said it as a joke, but maybe I'm funny and right too. Yeah, take a little walk towards that answer. We'll see. Yeah, um, I knew that the the hoe was Thundercats. I don't know any Thundercats names, but we just figured it possibly could be He Man. So that's what we went with. It is from Thundercats. Um, however, the the leader of the Thundercats who has the Sword of Omens is Lionel. Oh, that's Lion. right. Yeah. Lion-o. Okay. Is there a Thundercat? Uh, thanks named thanks to Scott Barber for uh, for helping me with that one, by the way. Ah, uh, Scott. Good good to hear from you. Well, you're not we don't hear from you, but we love you, Scott. Well, you kind of hear from him during the questions because he's had like three or four of them. Uh, there's a Panthro. Panthro. Okay. Well, I think mm. was the one you're thinking of. Panthro and Lion-o? Yes. Yeah, so they all a, end in O? There's also a Lynx O. No, there's uh Pumira. <laughs> Pumira. Tigra. Pumira. <laughs> Only wears Pumas. All right, moving on to question number three in, well, she's a friend of mine. Bernie Leadon, L-E-A-D-O-N, is a singer, songwriter, and the original guitarist for which band that went on to have the fifth highest selling album of all time and the highest selling compilation album? So, Jeff, you wrote down two band names. The first one makes me think of the fact of the compilation that it's one of the highest selling things of all time. That I don't know if it's what I keyed in on you. Okay. I don't know if it's a trap or not, but I'm fine going with that first one if you want. Well lock in. Okay. What do you think of Matt? So 
Eagles Greatest Hits is always in the best-selling albums. And it's the only compilation I could think of that's in those. Yeah, I was thinking so I of the Eagles. I'm just trying to place that what's probably a lyric. Mm-hmm. Someone's a friend yeah. of mine. Take it easy, right? Yeah, that's Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Yep, uh, we had the same thought. Jeff wrote down Eagles right away, and uh, I agreed. And uh, I don't like to think too hard. I like to just take it easy. So that's what we went with. It's a good thing you did that. That is the correct answer. The Eagles um, did the um, Eagles' greatest hits was the fifth highest selling album of all time and the highest selling compilation album. It's wild that uh, a compilation album could be the fifth highest grossing of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's front to back loaded with songs. I mean, loaded with great songs. So if you like the Eagles, if you, if you don't, then, you know. Yeah, or you're, you or you're the dude. Yeah. If you're the dude, you hate the Eagles, man. He hates the Eagles, man. <laughs> All right, question number four in There and Back Again. What is the full subtitle for the 2022 Prime Video television series based on the Lord of the Rings novel? Oh. Reluctant. Oh, good. I just saw a trailer for this, and I did not pay attention. Is this the Lord of the Rings colon the Rings of Power? That sounds right. I've been ignoring the advertisements. Is that, uh, a colon or the word colon? Uh, the the symbol. Oh, okay. Indicating two dots. Lord, also known as a colon. Lord of the Rings orc colon the Rings of Power. <laughs> An um, orc colon. Do, do orcs get colonoscopies? Probably. If um, they follow and they hit about 30 years old yeah right (laughs) or or earlier if they have indicators in family history so so um real quick please get yourself checked (laughs) um inspections on the menu boys (laughs) um so uh some hedge trimmers galadriel is that the name of the main character that's the only thing i've i've yes taken from all the ads but i haven't really watched a lot of them but yeah i'm fine with that so lord of the ring the lord of the it, rings i know it's uh the rings of power the rings because of power. that's what it's about but i presume it would also have the lord of the rings for the searchability so yeah yeah that's fine the lord of the rings colon let's do that yes. the rings of power the lord of the rings rings of power yeah and that is correct the lord of the rings the rings of power i haven't started watching this yet um i'm kind of wanting to sit down and binge the whole thing if I'm, I can. I'm but, enjoying uh, so enough. far. I'm two episodes much. in at this juncture, and I, I'm, I'm quite enjoying myself. I think Galadriel's casting is, is very good. So, yeah. I don't know if I can watch Game of Thrones and Rings of Power at the same time. Oh, I'm I, going I, I, back I to even... back, baby. <laughs> I haven't been watching House of Dragon, but I catching been... up on other things. TV is a thing that I wish I had more time for, which is the saddest thing I think I've ever said. Oh, actually, maybe I won't say that. It's nothing bad. It's just I, all the ads I get sometimes because I've watched Doctor Who before. I get a lot of Matt Smith content randomly sometimes. And right. this morning, like first thing in the morning, like 7 a.m., I looked at my phone. I was like, Matt Smith calls orgy scene crazy. I was like, whoa, okay. Game of Thrones. All right. <laughs> it's a very different Matt Smith in that movie than uh, <laughs> or in that show than you than you would normally see him. It looks like the uh, origin story of the dude from Ghostbusters 2. I mean, you get to see his backside <laughs> in the crown. and Vigo, I was Vigo, happy yeah. that, so. Matt, Matt knew the name. I knew he'd know it. Yeah. All right. Question number five in the category of Go Pirates. In September of 1975, 150-some um, years after her death, Elizabeth Ann Seton was the first ever American to receive this distinction. So 1975 less 150-ish years puts us around 1825. 1825. 1825. Hey, thanks for the tip, buddy. You're welcome. No problem. 
Um, happy to help you with the math. And what was the name of the person, uh, Dan? Anne Elizabeth Anne Seton. S E T O N. I feel like there's a Seton Hall somewhere. Well, yeah, there's the college, Seton Hall. Yeah. Oh. First American. So interesting. So Seton Hall, distinction, first woman to go to college? This isn't. Uh, she was or the like first. Be, offic- be invited to college because I know they. they we are well, not locked in, by the way. They're not locked in. Oh, I thought you guys were. Okay, so Jeff and I uh, talked about it. We threw a ton of stuff at the wall. We're not even sure if it's correct, but we're going to lock in with a guess. Not a sticky wall is what you're saying. It's not a Nothing sticky wall. Sticking. No. No stick them on that. All right. Well, Ken, so the Seton Hall are the pirates, so I'm guessing this has to do with Seton Hall. What is Seton Hall? A college? Seton Hall is a college, okay. and I believe it's a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's the first American saint? Ooh, yes. Does that sound that right? That sounds excellent. Okay, we will lock in with that. Wow, that's a great uh, great poll there. Uh, Jeff, what did we go with? Not anything that smart. Uh, we didn't come up with anything, so... So Elizabeth Ann Seton was the namesake of Seton Hall. Um, however, what she really is known for is that she was the first American saint. Nicely done, uh, guys. <laughs> Nicely Googled there, Matt. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Seton Hall, go Pirates. After five questions, it looks like uh, both teams are moving at a decent pace, but uh, we're just going to say it's a snail's pace because we're both tied at 30 after five. Blistering pace for a snail. It is. All right, question six in All in the Family. Cousins David Smith and Thomas Billington, along with their valet Matilda, were the members of what former WWF tag team champions that lasted together from 1983 to 1990? Uh, Well, you mull this over. I'm going to go refresh my coffee. Okay, we can lock in too. I know this one, by the way. Okay, so Matt and uh, Ken are locked in, as I knew they would be. So David Smith, uh, it makes me think of Davy Boy Smith, but I'm not sure if his actual name is David Smith. Um, and I cannot for the life of me think of what federation he was in. Um, but it's also making me think of the, oh, I'm having such a brain fart, the tag team uh, that were wrestlers, uh, like old school wrestlers with the headgear and stuff. But I don't think that's them, though, with the Letterman jackets. And I'm completely blanking on their name. Yeah, I'm I'm having trouble on this one, Jeff. I'm almost no help uh, when it comes to, you know, that kind of thing, Neil. So, all right, we're gonna say, um, geez, I can't, I can't even think of it. We're just gonna say the Bulldog Federation, even though it's incorrect. Uh, I was pretty sure this is the British Bulldogs, so uh, you might be right. You might give you points. I don't know. We said British Bulldogs. Well, the uh, correct answer is um, the British Bulldogs. It is Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid. Um, so, however you want to decide that, it's—I mean, it's not the Bulldog Federation, but well, I think they were the Bulldogs in a federation. So they—they they, they very much were. Um, and Davey I know Boy people Smith get mad. Was the British Bulldogs. So people get mad when we give points when it's not earned. So you guys are getting some points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll take him, I guess. Sure, it's up to the host's discretion. So if he's going to yeah, give him... He said Davy Boy Smith, who's the right guy, so... You, yeah, you and uh, once again, good. Scott Barber was uh, was helpful on that one. Scott Barber wrote the wrestling question? I don't Go believe figure. it. And um, this is foreshadowing. This is not the wrestling question. Oh, okay. Oh, but um, this one is definitely not a wrestling question in uh, question number seven. 
in the category of three, two, one. The absolute first recipe that I learned in culinary school was for the three, two, one version of the base of this baked item. It is made with three parts flour, two parts fat, and one part water. Although not a full-blown dish on its own, this base is very versatile and can carry savory and sweet applications. I think I might know this one, Matthew. Works for me. I wonder if this is a roux. The three parts flour to two parts fat is pretty common in a, in a roux. I don't know about water, but... Yeah, I'm trying to think of that, too. The water's throwing me off a little bit. Um... Yeah, I mean, if, if roux came to you that fast and it hopped over into your brain, I mean, maybe... I, I make I make a roux from scratch like once or twice a week. So. Oh, you do? Okay, well then if let's go with a roux then. We're going uh, a more solid direction and we're going to say pie crust. One team is getting points on this one. The correct answer is pie dough. Oh, pie all right. Nice. Um, yes, the... Uh, a roux, I mean, would I mean you could add water to it, but it's really not doing anything. It's all gonna right. You know, it's it's gonna either burn off or just get incorporated into the into the roux itself and water it down. But um but yeah, the uh, the water is definitely definitely there for the uh stability of the pie dough. So it also gives you all the, the steam that comes out of the yeah. pie dough when you bake it. And are you making pies now? I am not making pies now because I don't like cooking for people. Okay. I, decided, I figured that out after I graduated from culinary school. So. Dan just doesn't like people hanging out around his windowsill while the pie goes. <laughs> like an old cartoon. You have to have a windowsill for the pie to, to cool, and we don't really have a have one that works very well. So. Okay. Yeah, there's no little uh, little rascals running around trying to stick their finger so in the pie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, question number eight, the category of, is that one of the 31 flavors? In March of 2020, Netflix released this seven-episode docuseries with the subtitle Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. So, Matt, uh, I think I know it. You said you know it, right? I was 90% sure, and then something clicked magically okay. when other people Same were talking. Same for me. So, yes, uh, you guys go ahead. March of 2020, uh, right at the beginning of... Uh, lockdown and stuff it makes me think of tiger king and that was seven episodes i believe i can't remember the um oh carol baskin oh duh yeah okay so it's definitely tiger king that's so we're gonna lock in with tiger king murder mayhem and madness mm -hmm. same here i can't believe they got it i will never financially recover from that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got me on that one you uh you figured out the baskin part there it is the it is tiger king what a great clue. As soon as they're like Baskin Robbins, I'm like, oh, duh. <laughs> Carol Baskin, got it. Good thing we didn't have an official TikTok because I was doing the dumb Carol Baskin dance from TikTok in the bathroom. <laughs> right. Question number nine in the category of, is that the end? What is the name of the record label that Led Zeppelin named after an unfinished song of theirs? The label would release Zeppelin's physical graffiti as well as albums by Bad Company, Pretty Things, and Dave Edmonds. I have no jumping off point here, Matt. Do you? I know none of these things. We're going to call it uh, Deathless Records. I'm trying to think of a reason that they wouldn't finish a song. 
Not enough Lord of the Rings references. Uh, or maybe, uh, you know, they <laughs> lost their, their drummer or something. Did, yeah, did John Bonham die while they were... He died at, like, around 80. <laughs> you didn't even let me get to the part about how he choked on his own vomit. <laughs> we assume it was his vomit. You really can't dust for vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Someone Ace ventura him with their own vomit into his mouth like feeding a bird. God. Um, what do you think, uh, Which is Jeff? the worst video I've ever seen of you, Neil. That being said, I don't really know. I... I don't know why I was thinking like ramble or I had some like one word, but ramble's more of like an Almond Brothers thing, right? No, they did ramble on. Yeah, well, let's just say ramble on records. It's alliterative. Okay, and we really didn't have anything. All right. Well, uh, there are no points on this one, but um, w- one of the classic iconographies of um, of Zeppelin is the uh, the guy with the the wings, kind of reaching up to to heavens um that is from the swan song label mm. oh, okay. uh, the uh, the uh, unwritten the unfinished song was called swan song they never never got to it ironic all right but let's move on to uh, question number 10 in no small roles only small players even though it's only the 11th largest city in british columbia what is its provincial capital? We're locked in. Oh. Now, British Columbia is part of Canada. Correct. Not Britain. I don't know the answer to this. Um, we could say Victoria. Not super huge, but mm-hmm. well known. I mean, Jeff went there. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's some kind of clue in small players. Yeah. I don't know the cities in... Is there a Bogues, British Columbia? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It's called Mugsyville. Mugsyville. Uh, Let's just say Victoria. Okay. That's what we said. We said Victoria. Well, it's a good thing because the answer is Victoria. All right. Wow. I have a photo of Ken standing in front of this, their Capitol building. <laughs> yeah, but it could have just been the Capitol building of Victoria. Didn't necessarily have to be. What I mean, capital of a of the city, city capital. So you mean like a town hall? Yeah. Oh, okay. After the first round, it looks like Snail Society is still behind with uh, sixty points, and uh, picking up an extra forty in that second half of the round is a crane kick to the throat with seventy points. Now, Dan, um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Patreon, which you are a member of Patreon, which we appreciate it. But before we do that, um, for people who don't know what the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast is, do you want to give it a little rundown? Um, yeah, there's uh, there's nine of us on this show, and we ask questions about sports, and we kind of go a little deep into sports. Um, there, uh, Some of these questions have been pretty, pretty out there, but we're... Uh, we're trying to bring it back a little bit, so uh, get people to be able to, you know, actually answer the questions while they're listening. Um, but we, yeah, we do, we do, um, like I said, sports trivia. Um, I really can't get any you know, more in depth than that. That's what it is. Um, just like your show is general trivia, we are sports trivia. So oh, we are on, uh, we are the Edgewormers Trivia Podcast. You can find us everywhere. And uh, with nine of you, you're also trying legal cases as well, I believe, coming up here. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> We've uh, we we we're trying to uh, get ourselves in the Brady Bunch uh, picture of, with the nine of us now. Put uh, Matt Doherty in the middle as Alice. Oh, there you go. 
Uh, well, yeah, definitely check out their show. Uh, a bunch of us have been on it uh, before. Uh, but as I said, Dan is a Patreon supporter, uh, which we appreciate. And if you'd like to hear some extra audio content from us, probably not a lot of sports content, unfortunately. Lots of extra audio content. Over 35 hours, I believe. Um, and you're, you're going to get a quarter of the sports content that Benchwarmers will give you, but three quarters of the nonsense. Correct. Is that correct with fractions? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, if you want to join uh, everyone supporting the show, helping us grow, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. All right. Well, this swing round is one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, it's a name the songs from their lyrics swing round. So every one of these is you just need to give me the song. I don't need the artist because some of them have been uh, covered. So I just need the song from the lyrics. So here we go. Question number one. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man. Question number two. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Number three. And if you don't want to see me again, I would understand. I would understand. Question four. Lift six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Question number five. Robert's got a quick hand. He'll look around the room but he won't tell you his plan. Question number six. Going to use my arms? Going to use my legs? Going to use my style? Going to use my sidestep? Going to use my fingers? Going to use my, my, my imagination? Question seven. But I will go down with this ship. I won't put my hands up and surrender. Question eight. That's the terror of knowing what this world is about. Watching some good friends screaming, let me out. Question nine. Sweat, baby, sweat, baby. Sex is a Texas drought. Me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. And question ten. You come on with the come on. You don't fight fair. That's okay. Let's see if I care. All right, those are the lyrics. Let's uh, dig deep and see if we can figure out these songs. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than Nice, the global leader in cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete cloud CX solution. With Nice's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. 
The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All the answers are now in. Uh, this might be the best lyric round I've ever performed in. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if we can outrun you guys. Let's have the lyrics one more time. All right, number one. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man. Behind blue eyes. Well, I was wondering who knows. Um, who? Exactly. Uh, we said Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. That is correct. It is Behind Blue Eyes by The Who or by, um, what's their names? Uh, Limp Biscuit, I suppose, did it too. <laughs> oh, classic. Uh, Nobody number two. knows what it's like. <laughs> Question number two, hop on the bus, Gus. You don't have to discuss much. I just realized the Limp Biscuit impression and the John Travolta are pretty, pretty Very close. It just depends how angry you are. I believe this one's called Seven Ways to Leave Your Woman. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but it's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon. Okay. <laughs> it is 50 so we were, Ways to Leave Your Lover. We were yep. wrong on we two accounts. We did not think there were that many ways. That was the problem. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to intrude. That's fine. Couldn't fathom. Question number three, and if you don't want to see me again, I would understand. I would understand. Classic jumper. Yeah, we mm -hmm. agree. We said jumper by Third Eye Blind. That's by Jim Carrey. Mm, yes, ma'am. Question four, lift six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Just going to assume since he didn't correct us, we were correct on the last answer. <laughs> yes, you were. You were correct. It okay, was jumper. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just said uh, Sonora or Shake Sonora. That's a different song. Um, so we know this, the one about uh, daylight coming and bananas and stuff. So uh, mm. Matt said the banana boat song. The answer is Deo or the banana boat song. Oh, Deo. Acceptable? Yep. It is acceptable. Wow. It's, it's, it's part of the, it's in the, uh, the parenthetical. Okay. That's my bad. I wasn't, I was thinking of the end of Beetlejuice, Jeff, not the middle at the dinner table, which is what this is from. <laughs> I think that's the third time Beetlejuice was mentioned, so keep an eye out. <laughs> All right, number five. Robert's got a quick hand. He'll look around the room, but won't tell you his plan. I'm a huge fan. You get of, it? I'm a huge fan of this band. Uh, this is uh, Foster the People and Pumped Up Kicks. Yeah, we said Pumped Up Kicks. Love this that album. That's correct. Pumped Up Kicks is correct. Question number six, going to use my arms, going to use my legs, going to use my style, and all the other stuff, sidestep, fingers, imagination. Yeah, we know the song. We're not entirely sure about the title, but we went with special. I'm going to make a scene. Nobody else here is one like me. So special, so special. Uh, it's Brass in Pocket by The Pretenders. Brass in Pocket is the correct answer. Yep. Great performance never, by them never uh, during the, that in my life. Great performance by them on the uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute concert. Question seven. But I will go down with the ship. I won't put my hands up and surrender. Yeah, I was singing this one as best I could for Matt, and uh, he rec recognized it. And you said what? Uh, Elton John's White Flag. No, Dido. Right. Yes. We uh, we think we like her team up with Marshall Mathers better, but we said White Flag by Dido. 
That is correct. White flag. Question eight. That's the terror of knowing this world is about watching some good friends screaming, let me out. Uh, under pressure. We said under pressure. That is correct. Under pressure. Question nine. Sweat, baby, sweat, baby. Sex is a Texas drought. Me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. Great karaoke song, first of all. And we said The Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> we may have been in the same room uh, last time I heard this karaoke. Uh, we agree. We said The Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. It is The Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. And question 10. You come on with the come on. You don't fight fair. That's okay. Let's see if I care. I believe this has hit me with your best shot. Yeah. You knocked me in my place or something. I don't know. We said Pat Benatar's hit me with your best shot. And that is correct. Hit me with your best shot. I believe in this swing round, uh, Snail Society only missed one question, giving them 45 points, bringing our total up to 105. And uh, Crane Kick to the Throat only missing two, uh, but, but giving them 40 points, bringing their total to 110. All right. Let's move on to round two. Question number one, well, he has the T, now he just needs the ego. T.S. Eliot posthumously won two Tony Awards in 1983 for both the book and the score of which musical? We can lock in. I was hoping so. Excellent. <laughs> Matt, do you know it before I say it? Uh, T.S. Eliot, the classic West Side Story. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> no. So uh, this is the musical that never should have been Cats. Oh, colon, buttholes. <laughs> colon, buttholes. Very well Colon, colon. <laughs> colon. Cats, colon, colon, coming to a theater near you. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of colons going on on this show today. Mm-hmm. Um, cats, oh, we're getting older. Cats so. and orcs. Um, yes, but that is correct. It is cats. Um, question number two in We Wanna Rock. This American band, sporting two main members who shared the same first name, got their band name from a 1971 George C. Scott and Joanne Woodward film, which in turn got its name from a 17th century novel. You know a George C. Scott slash whoever I wasn't listening because it's a Neil question. Yeah, Joanne Woodward. Yeah, that's uh, she was married to Paul Newman. She's also the first star in the Hollywood fame. Great. Do you know, do you know the movie they did? trying to think in 1971 or whatever the year was again i stopped paying attention because it was clearly a neil question okay we uh mulled over this one for a long time and uh we know the actors we think we know the song and how it sounds but we can't think of the band name so we locked in with a guess all right so all that uh 80s rock music kind of blends together so i don't know what band does what song um Mm -hmm. Do you have any initial ideas? I have an idea, but I don't want to put it in your head. Yeah, I mean, he said the title is I Want to Rock, which is a Twisted Sister song. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if anything else about the category or question. He said the two people in the band were had the same first name. Same name, yeah. I doubt that there's two D's and Twisted Sister. (laughs) What do you think about Motley Crue? Or maybe Kiss? I think Motley Crue would be a better name for a film. Okay. Let's say Motley Crue. Sounds good. We picked up on the clue that maybe it was similar to I Want to Rock, which is Twisted Sister. We don't think George C. Scott would ever have been in a movie called Twisted Sister, but that's what we liked him with. 
All right, well, let me break this down for you because neither team is getting points on this. Um, so the, uh, the name of the 17th century novel was Don Quixote. The movie with George C. Scott and Jane Woodward was They Might Be Giants. Oh, okay. Which is one of their songs, We Want to Rock. Everybody fair. wants a rock to wind a piece of string around. Oh, I never made the connection between Don Quixote and they might be giants. Oh, that's the windmills. He thinks yeah. they're giants. Yeah, they think yeah. they're yeah, they think they're wind the windmills are giants. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know I was that. Today years old, guys. All right, well, we're gonna move on to question number three. Um, you sound like a superhero. The Canadian Football League has two teams that play in the central time zone. One of these teams are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. What is the other team that makes its home in Manitoba? Okay, I, I'm, I'm locked in, I think. Yeah, Stallions or Wait, Mustangs, I don't know. Two of them Rough Riders? Oh, that could be fun. I remember there was something weird where two of them were like the same thing. At and one then they point. had to change the name? Or one like, one's like Rough Riders and one's like Rough Riders with a space or something stupid. If that's I, true, I'm trying to remember. There's some, there's something here that I'm like blanking on. If that's true, I kind of like that. I can't remember the stupid CFL team names though. Well, let's go Rough Riders. I like your your reasoning on that because that'd be a good trivia question. If it's true, okay, we're gonna go with Rough Riders. A lot of that is true. I don't think that's the same team though. I think that one of them had to change their name. I think that the the Manitoba team is a Winnipeg based, and I don't remember i think they're the winnipeg bombers but i might be wrong but we're saying the bombers all right um i'm going to give you points on that it is the winnipeg blue bombers oh. but uh yes i will give you points on that um and yes it was the um saskatchewan and ottawa ottawa rough riders that's right owned by dmx at one point i was just gonna say were you yeah <laughs> what <laughs> All right, question number four in Bob Ross would be proud. Persian, Egyptian, and Prussian are all different shades of which color? Yeah, we can lock in. Ooh, that was a little too excited. He loves colors. I believe uh, from my Bob Ross uh, watchings, I believe uh, at least Prussian was blue. He likes a nice blue sky. You think so? You want to put a nice yeah. happy tree? We're gonna shake the devil out of it. We're gonna beat the devil. We're gonna say blue. And uh, we agree. Uh, you can't have a, a Bob Ross palette with a lot of without a little uh, Prussian blue. And that is correct. They are all blues. Very and, good. Uh, Olivia, Olivia and Crimson, or whatever the I can't remember the <laughs> all the fancy Follow names. yellow. Oh, a phalo blue. Phalo, phalo, phalo blue. Phalo yellow. Question number five. Well, it's better than a Venice Beach Blade Runner. In October of 1996, the professional wrestler with the given name of Steve Borden took on a new look after the main character of which film from 1994? Locked in. My wrestling knowledge has been so bad. uh, I kind of lost it like a year ago. Because uh, I stopped watching regularly, so um, yeah, I have no idea, Jeff. Well, what movies were from 1994 that you would want to parody? 
Oh, that's, that would take me too long. I mean, there's so many good movies from 1994. I would say that was he, he, he uh, was from Shawshank. I was gonna say he was Andy Dufresne. So we're gonna say he was Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> not not the famous chef Wiley Dufresne. Uh, so this character is somebody who's very close to Neil. Um, it's Sting, uh, and the movie is The, the Crow. Crow. <laughs> Correct answer is The Crow. Yes, he uh, he showed up after looking like, well, a uh, Venice Beach Blade Runner and uh, has donned the crow outfit ever since. All right, you guys are a little bit behind, but don't worry. It can't rain all the time, Neil. What are the scores? <laughs> the scores? Well, I, I should have known that, Jeff. I'm sorry. I knew Sting's name. I just didn't click with me. Uh, after the first half of the second round, we only picked up 20 points because we're performing terribly. Uh, but uh, crane kick to the throat, uh, 40 points. Woo! So they're at uh, 150, and we're far behind at 80. Block your phalanx. (laughs) (laughs) What? All right, let's move on to question number six. Maybe an ounce of whatever. These shoes that debuted in 1979 featured a small Velcroed pocket on the side, perfect for holding loose change, a key, or whatever else you could fit into it. Wink, wink. Ooh, uh, I used to wear these in London uh, when I lived there, so we can lock in. Cool. Are these ruse? Is that what these are? I have no idea, but I do have breaking news on the Crow reboot. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get that on the board. So FKA Twigs, the the musical artist, Mm -hmm. is in it. And Bill Skarsgård as the Crow. Oh, okay. Is he going to do weird face contortions? I'm sure he will. That's awesome. It's amazing he can do that. So ruse? Yeah, they're they're kangaroo shoes, and he said he wore them in London, and I think they're popular over there. So, um, Did the people in I London don't... say, "Oi, nice shoe, <laughs> oi, bruv, bruv. <laughs> put a quid in it, bruv, uh-uh. spare a quid." Um, yeah, we we said kangaroos. Mickey Dick's in it, and that's correct. The correct answer is kangaroos. Nice I man. never had a pair of these. I desperately wanted them. But, I always uh, wanted them too. I feel like they're not around anymore because I remember I got them right before I left. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And then they just disappeared off the face of the earth. There are ruse available right now. I don't know if the pocket is available. Oh, okay. Got to carve your own pocket. Which, which I, I, what's the point of ruse if you don't have Right. If you pocket. can't put a $1 bill on your shoe, what's the point? You can I, snuggle um, fruit snacks into the movie theater. <laughs> well, that's true. I, <laughs> Like three of them. <laughs> so you got so you got the penny loafers versus the rouge. You, what can you put in there? A penny, a dollar, what you know? Second, Julia. Question number seven in Keep It Simple. Complete this set of four. The Catman, the Spaceman, the Star Child, and We can like in. So this is Kiss, as previously mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, yep. the demon. Oh, the demon. Was that uh, Gene Simmons? Yeah, we're looking at Gene Simmons, the leader of KISS. The leader of KISS. Now, to take it back to wrestling for no reason, there was a wrestler who was sponsored by KISS who was called the demon. I think it's the demon. Okay. Finn Balor sponsored by KISS? (laughs) This was actually a minor league baseball player. Um, who went to wrestling and became the demon and it was sponsored by kiss and was required by kiss to be in the main event of every episode. <laughs> so every match he was in, no matter where it was, they called it a special main event to fulfill that contract. Okay. Um, but I'm good with the demon. 
I love that story, and it, it makes sense though, because if you've ever seen Gene Simmons' reality show, you know how much of a businessman he is. It's about getting their name everywhere and, and merchandising. But uh, yeah, we said the demon, and that is correct. It is the demon, and you're right. It was um, it was Gene Simmons, the, the leader demon. of Kiss. Has anyone else? Seen? I've seen Kiss once. Anyone else? The front man, as we are the front man, as as people also <laughs> argued on the crop. Have you ever seen Kiss, Dan? I have never seen Kiss. Um, I would, however, say that Paul Stanley is the front man. But <laughs> oh no, we scientifically <laughs> went over there. I well, yeah, because I, I said I said Paul Stanley was a front man as well. Um, but no, Kiss was fun. They were great live. A lot of blood. All right, question number eight. In now, son, I say son. This term for a politician who favors war but actively avoided military service was also the species of Henry, the enterprising foil of Foghorn Leghorn. Reluctant. Neil, this is a uh, chicken hawk. I say, I say a chicken hawk. Oh, it's okay. I knew there was a hawk in there somewhere. Because a war hawk would be somebody who wants to go to war, but somebody who doesn't want to go, there's a chicken. Chicken hawk. I like your accent. I'm good with that. It's like old, it was not molasses good. rolling out your mouth. Rolling out. Your... Um, yeah, we we also said chicken hawk, and that is also correct. Chicken hawk. I loved I I loved Foghorn Leghorn. I I went back and watched a, a couple of them the other night, and they just don't hold up. No, nope. <laughs> from, from sixty years ago. <laughs> that, that, that was a twist. That was quite a twist. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, they hold up. They're great. It's even better. Uh, no. It turns out not so much. Uh, question number nine. In... I said, I said, question number nine. <laughs> <laughs> question number nine in commercials and shows about nothing. Which clothing brand sported commercials with guys talking about everyday things, all filmed from a quick, shaky, and strange camera angle? Uh, Jerry once broke up with a girl on Seinfeld over her liking of these commercials. I can picture it. We can I, lock in if you have an idea. Okay, we'll lock in. I really have nothing, Jeff. I can picture it. I, I know the scene. Okay, we'll talk about it. I mean, it's exactly what he said in the question. No. <laughs> uh, that helps. Yeah, I mean, I can picture it. I just can't think of the brand. I, for some reason, I'm thinking like Gap, but I don't think it's Gap. I was thinking like Lee jeans or Levi jeans or something. Maybe Levi. Cause What's it's, the one that Brett Favre did? He feels like he a did guy Wrangle, talking Wrangler. About, talking he did, about his problems. He did Wrangler. Um, and I know it's not Calvin Klein, or maybe it is, but because that's what Kramer wore the briefs for, and he met Calvin Klein. <sighs> yeah, let's just go. I like your your answer. Maybe it's something like rustic. So you want to go like Levi's? Well, we can go even Wrangler if you want. Okay, yeah, we'll say Wrangler. What say you, Matt? I don't know. If, I don't know. If Wranglers were the ones that Kramer wore that made him walk like Frankenstein. Um, but I'm pretty sure that these commercials are for like a Dockers. So we we'll say Dockers. One team's getting their points. Correct answer is Levi's Dockers. All right, moving on to number 10, the category of brotherly love. In 1955, the Congress of Industrial Organizations merged with its long estranged rival to form the largest cooperative of unions in the United States. What was that rival's name? So I think Jeff and I know what we're looking for. We're just trying to suss out, not to give too many clues away, but what it means. I would say let's combine my 
your first two and my last one. That sounds good with me. And so and we'll put like a little. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lock in with a guess here because we think we got it. Yeah, we're gonna make up a union. All right. What do you think? Um, this is probably either like United Workers or Workers United, or those are the two that I could think of. It might be, it might be United Workers joining these guys to become Workers United because I think that's the biggest labor union in the I was states thinking about right now. Teamsters also. Oh, the Teamsters Union. You need trucks. Mm. We got trucks. Yeah, that's more. I think that's more industrial. Maybe they mm. combine to be the, the Teamsters. What do you think? Yeah. So Workers United. Well, Workers United is a, is a union that exists right now. Okay. So maybe maybe United Workers or something. Okay. That's fine. All right. So Neil clued in pretty quick to the industrial organization, maybe being abbreviated CIO, and we said the AFL-CIO would have been what they combined to. Mm-hmm. And what did we guess, Neil? We said it was the American Federation of Labor. Or Laborers. Or yeah. Laborers. That was our guess. AFL. And yes, you are right. It wow. is the American nice. Federation of Labor, or the AFL, which is going to give us the entire theme of the game today. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. Clever. Yep, I can already see it. Yeah. So uh, just Kangaroo. walking it back from where we are right now, we have the Dockers, the Hawks, the Demons, the Kangaroos, the Crows, the Blues, the Bombers, the Giants, mm-hmm. the Cats. We have um, Victoria, where a lot of them are. We have the Swans, honk, the honk, Tigers. Honk. We have the... Uh, Pies, the Bulldogs, the Saints, the Lions, the Eagles, and the Sun also rises. Wow. And they're all SEC football teams. (laughs) You got it. Nailed it. Well done, Dan. Regulation is now over. It looks like uh, Team Snail Society uh, picking up 40 more points in the second half. They're bringing their total to 165 but still very much in the lead. Crane kick to the throat, also picking up 40 points in the second half, bringing their total to 190. They say slow and steady wins the race, but is it enough to be the cream of the crop? We'll see. We'll find out. Well, with our uh, our theme of, of today with the um, Australian Football League, or footy, here are your five categories. We have football, mark, Ladder, Ruck, and Wooden Spoon. The Waiters are now in. Uh, Everybody's uh, betting hard on this last round, hoping uh, the questions are in our wheelhouse. So 30s all the way down for both teams. Well, here comes question number one in football. As of today, actually as of this very moment, I have it in front of me. September 14th. Which... Football club, hint, read, association football, has the most Twitter followers in the world with 44.5 million. They are less than 1 million away from another team within their own league. And with that league, not another team sees the list until number 17. Once again, September 14th, 2022. Is that right? That is correct. Yep. That is the year, yeah. All right, let's get question two. 
Question two in Mark. Best Actor Award nominee Mark Wahlberg has developed some serious acting chops from his days in NKOTB and um, MC Hammer videos. What 1994 Penny Marshall film did he make his feature film debut as Private Tommy Lee Haywood? Question number three, in Ladder. For 14 years running, this Itasca, Illinois company has been supplying the official ladders of NCAA's March Madness, the ladders that are that the winners use to climb and cut down the nets. Question number four, in Ruck. Actor Alan Let My Cameron Go, Ruck, seems to turn up in films and TV shows when you do not expect him. In which 1994 action film does Ruck deliver the line, we're at the airport? I've already seen the airport. Question number five, wooden spoon. Most often stirred with a wooden spoon, risotto is a creamy rice dish that is usually made with this type of rice that gets its name from a town in the Po Valley. This variety is also usually used to make rice pudding. All right, those are the questions. We'll be back with our best answers. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, so the football question is of today, which one is the... uh has the most Twitter followers in the world. Yeah. Um, I was pretty sure that um, internationally they were a bit more popular than any of the individual English teams. And uh, we settled on Real Madrid. Yeah. It seems like all the most popular players end up there. So we also said Real Madrid. Uh, correct answer is Real Madrid. Very good. And um, Barcelona is about a million behind them. We just can't quite catch them. Um, in the category Mark, um, which was uh, which Penny Marshall film was um, Mark Wahlberg um, making his film debut? It's funny because I think I saw something on, about this online. Um, I was just going down a rabbit hole and I saw this movie, but I couldn't remember the name. So we just made up a name and we said it was called Better Angels ah. coming to theaters near you. I like the name of that. Uh, this one took us the longest out of all the questions. Um, I knew he was some sort of soldier, and uh, I knew Penny Marshall's other movies, and then finally we settled on, which we think is correct, Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito. The correct answer is Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. We're about is... to lose Matt. What's your Danny DeVito impression again? What, what do you say? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was what if uh, Danny DeVito was in the... Uh... The role in Indiana oh. Jones. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. Yeah. The John Reese uh, Davis role. That's great. It's like a micro impression. Yes. 
All right, the third question was about the ladder. Um, so which is the official ladder of NCAA's March Madness? The official ladder. Yeah. Matt, you just bought one? I bought one today. We were doing some painting, and I'm doing it the least safe way possible and standing on top of ladders, and we bought a Werner. Yeah, happen to know somebody who works for Werner Ladder and know that that's where their headquarters is. Today's episode sponsored by Werner. <laughs> Are they and brothers is- as well? <laughs> um, and that is correct. That is uh, that is Werner. And, um, Do you want to fall with wacko, style? wacko, yakko, and dot? <laughs> the Werner sister. Um, in the category of Ruck, where did Alan Ruck say we're at the airport? I've already seen the airport. I believe this man was in Speed, and uh, Speed is 1994, so we said Speed. Yep, pop quiz, hot shot. Knew this one right away. I uh, could picture it. We said Speed. All right, and then the last question was about the wooden spoon, which is used to uh, to stir risotto. What is the name of the rice that you generally make risotto from? We just made something up. Uh, we didn't know, and we said Orozco. Sounds good. Sounds I don't think like you're it. far off. You were very close. Uh, one of our favorite restaurants in New York, if you're ever in in the area, it's called uh, Risotteria Meloti. It's all risotto and it's all gluten free for culinary celiac. So uh, it's rice, and, it, and it's just rice. There's no <laughs> no sort of seasoning. You just eat rice no raw. Rice is what I'm saying. <laughs> Would you guys like some raw rice? Um, anyway, um, it's all over the, the walls there because all the rice comes from their own farm. It's uh, arborio or arborio. And that is correct. The answer is arborio. I think the mm. the deal there, Ken, is uh, you don't want to have a kitchen that could possibly cross contaminate. I know. So. The scores have been tallied. Sorry, I like a really <laughs> I like the delay. <laughs> and that was a really bad delay there. And? Sorry. And I thought I, I thought I was back in LA with my Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had a brain fart there. I was like, I had another thought come into my head that was completely unrelated. Deal, the people are waiting. So the people are waiting. All right, I, I'm sure they already know. So uh, team, kick your your crane kick in the throat. Uh, picked up 30 <laughs> points, bringing their total to 220. We deflected them though, Neil. We, we dro- did. We dropped the ball in the final again, man. We it's sl- unbelievable. The Snail Society slimed them into submission uh, with an uh, an extra 150 points, bringing our total. To, is that right, Jeff? 315, yeah. 315, making us today's cream of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah. We lost to a team that can't add. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what a problem. We're using one of those, what's the thing called, where you put push the little beads? An abacus. abacus thank you. An abacab, right? Dan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, that joke was just for me. A fantastic game, Dan. Well, thank you. We, uh, I, I had it in, in theory uh, a long time ago. I just had to sit down and write it. Um, when I realized there were 18 teams in the um in the afl and just add one more to each um half and made a made a pretty quick game out of it so no very nice i I, it was uh very well balanced uh i thought it it played very nicely and uh one of my favorite swing rounds in a while just because uh you know i did well um usually when we get those musical ones sometimes i struggle a little bit and i feel bad so uh you know i'm pretty pleased with that good though yeah um by the way on that music round i don't know if you noticed that either but that was also um themed in the in the um, afl because you've got um a behind you've got a 50 
a jumper, a banana. Kick. You've got kicks. You've got a pocket. pocket. Yeah. You've got a flag. Wow. You've got pressure. You've got a touch and a shot. Very cool. Really well, well done. Well constructed. Any parting shots for today uh, before we say goodbye? No, just uh, if you if you at at all like sports trivia, listen to the sports um, the sports trivia podcast. How about the Benchwarmers trivia podcast? Um, you can sometimes catch me on there. You can sometimes catch other people on there, but um, we always have a lot of fun doing it. So they got a deep roster over there of uh, very enthusiastic players. So yeah, that's true. All right, well that'll do it for today. Thank you to Dan for hosting as always, Matt, Jeff, Neil, and myself. That was Triviality. Go Swans. No, don't go Swans. Don't go Swans. Please don't. Go Swans. <laughs> so Jeff, you looked up the anatomy of a snail, and sadly... I don't. They don't appear to have throats. That's sad. That's too bad. But so, I'll kick you guys in the throat. So what are you kicking? Like a snail's like... kicking bul- you guys in the throat. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but what are you kicking if you kick a snail? Like a bulbous sack of some sort of like organs? Bring up the diagram again. We'll get back to you. Okay.